Rebuilding. Rebuilding the man.com slash church for church with JC Lee Peterson. We're going to have a uh, fun. It is Friday. It is Friday, the 13th of October, 2023 AD. Going to have Radical Coder with us. Isn't that nice? I think it is. Radical Coder. Uh, Ryan has been on the Hague Report never before, but I have talked with him a couple of times. Uh, on Modern Day Debate, and that was fun. We talked about, uh, a Borscht hat tip to my former de facto producer, Dylon, and more recently on men being ignored compared with women in society. He's a liberal. He's a mathematician, a coding, a computer coding expert, a radical Marxist, an online streamer, and a nice guy, I gather. So, we're gonna bring him on in a few minutes here, a couple of minutes. I'm also hopefully going to talk about, uh, I finally watched the George Floyd arrest video, and it, oh, that's all right, and, right, you're also wrong right now talking to me, (laughs) JLP came in, forgot to mention that I have a guest today, I forgot to mention it too, I think, it's very, everything is important. Uh, going to talk about jo- the George Floyd arrest video. I have, have a clip of it to share with you. There's a black guy reasoning with the George Floyd saying, "Get in the, just get in the car, man. You can't win. Stop fighting. I told you, get on up, get back in the car. You can't win. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to win. Poor George Floyd. Rest in peace, sir. There was another BLM victim, another white cop. I think he was. I'm assuming. <laughs> Mama! 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 <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> JLP is coming in here disrupting the Hake report. I don't know if you guys are even picking up his voice. Uh, a guy got convicted in the Elijah McLean arrest. So, we'll see what happens. It's terrible. Chin up, kings. Those you, you persecuted police. Persecuted police. And I may cover this She Said Wikipedia campaign, by the way. She Said. <laughs> and some cool music. It's Frog Friday. It's Frog Eyes Friday. So get pumped, guys. But anyway, everybody, let's get right on with the show! <laughs> Enjoying the beautiful scenery if you're watching the video footage. Beautiful San Onofre on a foggy morning. Surfers on the shore. Go to the beach. But watch out for Jihad Friday. Oh, it's the Hake Report. The Hake Report. La la la. guys doing i am fine i have my snake shirt on i like it 
It's cool, but it is not my mildly attractive design. I need to design a mildly attractive t-shirt. It's day 96 of the real Mr. Mad requesting it. it. My guest doesn't happen to be ready already, does he? Is he not ready yet? Is he not connected yet? Uh, Radical Coder will be with us, hopefully, hopefully soon. You know, I should check. I should check. For some reason, I don't have any new emails on my The Hake Report Gmail on this computer since, since June. So that's why I'm like all thrown off now. Let me open up my Gmail. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. People sending me tips to, uh, through my Gmail, and I'm not even getting them on this computer. Is he ready? Uh, I think my guest is with me. Are you there, Radical Coder? Unmute him. Radical Coder, can you hear me? I sure can. Nice. Great to, great to talk with you, man. Welcome to the Hake Report. Absolutely. Happy to be here. As I mentioned uh, earlier, he's a mathematician, I think. Uh, something like that. Yeah, computer <laughs> scientist more, more so, but yeah, uh, uh, math fan for sure. Nice. Computer coding expert. Radi- yeah, something like that. Radical Marxist. Is that true? Uh, I, don't, I don't know about that exactly. <laughs> Certainly by your standards, uh, okay. undeniably. Yeah. Are you a Marxist in any sense? Um, I, I mean, I, I certainly uh, support like uh, worker solidarity in, in many ways, I suppose. Uh, a lot of, I don't know, there's a lot of things that people associate with Marxism that yeah. I probably, are values that I probably hold as well. But uh, I, don't, I don't outwardly like, call myself a Marxist. It's, uh, I don't know. I, I, oh, okay. I'm sure there's plenty of things uh, that uh, Carl said that I don't like. So Right. And, but you are a radical. I think, I like to think so. And not just in the 80s cool sense, but that too? Um, well, I guess, what do you mean? What do you mean? When you the, say okay, so in the 80s, it meant cool. Radical meant cool. Yeah, that's a white that's part joke. of it. But, and then radical also in the sense of being... Radical, to me, is, I know that it means something at root, but it also means somewhat extreme. Um, I guess extreme in some sense. I, I, so the reason I, I like the term, um, I, I like to say on my, on my, on my stream, uh, learning is radical. Uh, and I think like to learn something, uh, you also generally have to unlearn something that you might like firmly believe. So it, it is about like reaching to that root of like an idea and kind of uh, building it up back from the beginning, kind of re reestablishing like what what that idea is fundamentally. If you just to to learn a new concept, I think it's uh it's necessary in a lot of cases. Nice. Um, and you're an online streamer, radical coder on YouTube. Uh, I'm working on it. Anywhere else that you want people to know about before we get started here? Um, primarily on YouTube right now. Uh, I used to stream on Twitch a little bit, but I don't. I just don't really go live there much. But uh, yeah. Right on, man. What are you, if you don't mind my asking? What are you? What race or ethnicity oh. or and all that nationality, etc. Uh, I mean, you? as far as I, I'm, I'm kind of a mix of a lot of different stuff. I guess uh, I'm. I, just kind of a kind of a white guy with a a, a Native American grandparent, at least. Uh, so I guess uh, right uh, probably pretty common, you know. So you wanted to interv- You wanted to discuss and debate racism with me. Is that right? Um, I mean, I've you've certainly said. Uh, so you, I guess, <laughs> if we can we can dive right into it. Yeah, let's go uh, for you, it. You you often say uh, and. I think this is a common theme on the network you're a part of uh, that like like racism is not even real or like it never was real. I, I guess like, can you like elaborate on that? that yeah, seemed, that, that, that's a hard pill for a lot of people to swallow, I think. Okay. So when I started working for JLP almost 10 years ago, 
well, uh, ten years ago, probably to the day, actually. Um, Happy I became. Thank you. I became his producer for his radio show. I'm not no longer his radio show producer, but I was saying that this racism thing is a false diagnosis. There's a lot of times when whites are called racist or policies are called racist, like voting, uh, voter ID, for example. Mm-hmm. And uh, back then it was George Zimmerman versus Trayvon Martin. And they said, the media highlighted the fact that, Trayvon, that George Zimmerman said on the 911 call that he's, I think he's black. But the dispatcher specifically asked his race, I think. And so all these okay. things, and there's times when somebody, a white, will get mad at a black and say the N-word, for example. And those things I don't see as racist. It's just you're addressing a person, how they're coming at you, and you see that they're black, and you may say something that's rude. You say the rude thing to the person mm-hmm. uh, based on what they are. If somebody's fat, you call them a fat A. If somebody's a woman, you call them some woman slur. Or if they're a man acting like a woman, you call them a woman slur or whatever. But it's not sexism. It's not racism. It's just uh, it's either true or false, right or wrong, love or hate, just or unjust. But if you take, a, take out that divisive, f- shallow physical identity thing, you can get more to the root issue. Hmm. I, I guess we'll, we'll start from the end there. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, it's interesting what you say about uh, addressing the person, getting to the root of it, and that, but then also, kind of uh, all these different uh, insulting words that you might. And I think this is like very like surface level, the interpersonal yeah. racism stuff, right? Um, uh, but like, it seems like the the if you if you do decide to choose like one of those particular words, it seems like the thing that you're insulting them for is for being a, a is for being a part of a membership of that group. Right. Uh, or, yeah. or uh, and that's like kind of the basis of the insult. Right. It is. But it's based on how the person judging them for having a, uh, an attitude with them that they don't like or or them making an assumption about judging the person like they're, they're It's usually two people judging each other. They're both wrong and they're they're in a verbal fight, if you will, or maybe a nonverbal fight or a physical fight. And. It's not based on those differences, but those differences become something to point out because people are very attached to their bodies and their appearances and their groups. And so when you attack that group, it's a people are sensitive about it and you try to make somebody mad. That's what you go at sometimes. Okay. Um, I I mean, I I guess I I can understand that. I I don't see how that necessarily makes it not racist though or, or sexist in, in the case of like calling a woman uh, you know the beast the b word or something mm-hmm. i don't know if i can swear here um yeah like, we keep uh, it clean we keep it clean and child yeah, yeah, friendly yeah. <laughs> understandable okay. yeah um but uh yeah i just uh, it seems like if the basis of the insult is those things it still kind of seems like i don't see why that wouldn't be racist or sexist i, I it doesn't make like the person who's doing it like uh like fundamentally evil or anything it's just uh it, it's i just think it's it's not good but um you can, you can, can call it that, but it's not really getting to the root. People think that racism is a root that has to be rooted out. And it's, mm-hmm. you can say, oh, this is a racist joke or a racist or a sexist slur mm-hmm. or, a, or 
sexist whatever. But that's very shallow and surface level and not dealing with the evil human nature. Oftentimes people are, who are crying sexism on men, they're, they're women and males who hate men. Oftentimes it's when blacks are calling whites racist, they're hating those whites and judging them. They're, they're doing, they're pr- prejudiced against the whites the way that they think that the whites are being prejudiced against the blacks. Would you say they're, they're racist against the whites? No, I mean, I used to sometimes say that, but mm-hmm. it's not even really that. Because you'll notice that they don't treat one another very well. They, people are judgmental and shallow, and usually the judgments that you have towards somebody is wrong, and it's a re- really a projection of you yourself. Sure, I think oftentimes that is the case. Um, I guess uh, when it comes to particularly the dynamic, uh, that you described between like uh, black people and white people, like uh, I guess, wh- wh- where do you think that comes from? Uh, the, the the particular like animosity that seems to be there. Um, um, brainwashing by way of propaganda, um, parents, preachers, mainstream media, um, and school schooling. Do you think that? Uh, so I, I guess I, instead of asking you, I am just going to give my my perspective a little bit more on that. Okay. I, it seems like, it, like to me, it, it seems like almost, uh, almost like on its face, very very obvious that like uh, for most American history, um, uh, black people were second class citizens. Uh, it was only like what seventy years ago, give or take, uh, actually less. I think <laughs> even less than that. Um, when black people were like allowed to go to school with white people, uh, they, there was tons of other things like, um, uh, like redlining, pushing people into specific areas. Like these are all just the, the like barely scratching the surface of, mm-hmm. uh, of like in recent history, uh, the ways that like, like, uh, like people's blackness was, uh, like legally, uh, means by, by which they, they were refused access to, I mean, basic humanity. I, I, I it just like from that alone, it, it kind of seems like there would be. Uh, issues that arise from that, even though, even if uh, a lot of the, the the bigger problems with that have been have been resolved, um, it seems like there's going to be downstream effects. Uh, no, um, they there are if there if you're taught about that stuff in a in a way that that allows you to be resentful rather than understanding the reasons for the segregation and all that stuff. Maybe sometimes they were denied, um, treated. Not like human beings, because people don't people treat one another not like human beings in general. Like people can be very people use one another and discriminate against each other all the time in all kinds of different ways for all kinds of reasons. So people are evil in general, and you're always going to have I mean, that. And yeah, like, when and, when you say that, like a lot of times when that uh, is happening between uh, even just between two people, uh, that there it does kind of uh, produce a. a a volatile uh, relationship between those those two people, or even like classes of people, if that's the if yeah, that's definitely the way that, that dynamic existed, right? Right, for sure. Um, but it's interesting. You'll notice that they overstate how bad it was back then, and they make it an excuse to hate the whites today, and it has nothing to do with that. Like they're, it's kind of like the stolen land thing, you know, in Israel and in America. Uh, Israel and America are accused, are accused of stealing land. And that's a source of resentment from people whose land was never stolen from them in their whole lifetimes. You know, they're just resentful about something that they heard from generations ago. And, 
or maybe their, their parents or grandparents suffered some maybe injustices or got a raw deal or, or they just got overpowered, you know, that might makes right in this evil world, right? And it's just the way of the world. You, there, there's always going to be injustices done by governments against people. Sure. And, I, I mean, I'm I, I'm sympathetic to the the uh, understanding that like like most like people most people alive today like most white people in America certainly weren't colonizing the United States. Um, even uh, uh, the majority of Israeli people, as I understand, it, were probably not uh, the people or the original people who who moved into that uh, that area. Yeah. Um, and, and like a lot of them were born there, you know. Um, and so I, I'm sympathetic to that, um, but I mean that, does, that doesn't like remove the fact that that colonization like did happen. Uh, right. I, I don't think it's it's like uh, I, I mean I'll, I'll agree with you. There's a lot of like uh, like times where people are, are like hating someone who exists today uh, for what their ancestors did, or um, I mean that's that's generally uh, not a productive uh, way to deal with it. But I think acknowledging that it happened and kind of like like being being level-headed about it and, and acknowledging, uh, and, and especially with the more recent examples, uh, acknowledging like how that could impact people, um, I think is 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 uh, is important. Right, but there's there's it's a caricature of history too because there was some justified. I mean, there was like sales of land. There was there were wars in which one side won and they divvied up the land how they how they divvied it up and to so to even to say that it was stolen implies that this one side is the it is an innocent victim and one side is pure perpetrator and that's not a real reflection of of history of what actually happened um yeah, I, I can I can understand that that's a it, again I think it's a, a a very like surface level analysis of the dynamics. Yeah. Uh, I, I can I can agree with that. I, I, although I I I mean I, it it still is like broadly it, it's not an inaccurate description. It's just that <laughs> it's just a it's just one that like if you dig into it, there's obviously like a, a more complex history under the hood. But it, it's still a I, I still think it's a it, it's generally like a fair description of what happened. That's interesting. Um, How old are you, if you don't mind my asking? Uh, I just turned 31. Okay, nice. Yeah, I've just turned 40. It, I just turned 42 a happy few months birthday. ago. Happy but, belated birthday. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> people, say, people say happy birthday to me to this day. Um, so did you, where did you go to school, if you don't mind my asking? Like, sure. not, don't, without doxing yourself. That's okay. <laughs> I went to UCF, uh, University of Central Florida. Got oh, okay. a science degree. You were raised down in Florida area? Okay. Um, yeah, because I noticed that a lot of the younger people are believe more in like the Howard's in people's history of the United States. I don't know if you've heard that of that book. Uh, I'm familiar with the book. I haven't read it. Um, I, honestly, in college, I, I was I was STEM. I, I was I was yeah. focusing on my I was taking math classes. I was taking computer science classes. Um, th- those that was the main stuff I was doing. Uh, it, it wasn't until later uh, that I I mean, I always kind of had like generally a progressive through line in my right. politics, uh, but I'd never really put a label to it. Uh, but as I, as I, uh, you know, I think uh, around 2016, a lot of people kind of got uh, uh, activated, I guess, is a way to put it. Um, and, uh, the, you know, the more I learned, uh, that's, that's kind of how we ended up here, I guess. So uh, is that because of long-term. Trump or is that because of the, the so-called alt-right back, in, back during the 2016 when they became very recognized in the mainstream media? What, what was part it? Of it. Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. Uh, I mean, I think I, I saw a lot of people uh, 
like I saw, I, I mean, Trump was obviously in every headline. Uh, that was that was kind of his strategy, right? Say the most uh, <laughs> off the wall thing to get on the news every day, get that name recognition. I mean, it worked for him, obviously. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, I saw that happening. I saw the things he was saying, and I saw the people, you know, agreeing with certain things. And I was like, wait, why? Why are we supporting that? Like, what? That seems uh, weird. And I, you know, I would I started investigating more and more, and I, I I learned I started learning a lot more about the dynamics at play. I think it's a I don't think like like uh, it's evil to vote for Trump or anything. I think it's I think I mean I think it was harmful. I think it's bad, but uh, I don't think it's uh, like fundamentally evil or anything. You know? I'm Did you gonna... think he was racist? Uh, I mean, he he did try to ban Muslims from the country, uh, like, <laughs> which I think is a, Muslims are kind of a racialized group as well. And we can get into like the the, right. the racialization. Yeah, that's concept. fine. I, I'm um, not going to nitpick but, about. I'm not one to nitpick about oh race or religion or ethnicity, but I understand what you're what you're getting at. And so that was, but that was after a crazy terror attack. I forget which one. Um, um, was it was it directly after one? I, I I do remember there. I don't know if that was the time where he he like tweeted about uh, an attack that that like. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where he tweeted about an attack that didn't exist. Oh, there was one. There was oh, like Bowling Green or something like that. Yeah, something like that. The Bowling <laughs> Green massacre was that. Uh-huh. What it was called? That um, was an interesting one. Yeah, there was. I th- I think I don't know if it was San Bernardino or what, but there was some hmm. uh, terror attack, and he's like, we need to. Um, prevent all Muslim immigration here until we can figure out what the H E double toothpicks mm-hmm. is going on. Um, but yeah, that I, was I, that was for a reason. It wasn't he he loves Muslim people. He gets along with a lot of Muslim people. So it wasn't sure. it it was a discrimination for a for a reason because there's a risk factor. Like they're a small percentage of the population, but they but many of their second generation oftentimes Muslim children of these immigrants will get radicalized somehow and commit these crazy crimes rather than assimilate and be American. I, I mean, I definitely think that that can happen. I, I don't know that I, uh, I, I, it doesn't seem like a, like cutting off immigration on the basis of, of being Muslim um, or from <laughs> specific Muslim countries is yeah. like uh, necessarily like the most, uh, the best way to try to resolve that. In fact, I, I think it potentially uh, that could kind of breed a, a new resentment that might uh, even rad- like contribute to radicalizing more people or might be able to be used by some of these organizations to to fuel that radicalization which i think is is a, a scarier concept uh, i mean that's that's leaving alone uh, the or leaving aside the uh, kind of humanitarian concerns of like oh, the most obviously the vast majority of muslims uh, are not uh, are not coming here to to harm anybody you know right i i understand that people people can have but Trump being a man of love and truth, just because people will use his words pretending like he's being hateful and like this is, this is America and they hate, they hate us and they're against us, just because people are going to lie about, about Trump and his intentions, he's pr- trying to protect the American people. He's not trying to, he has no ill will towards these Muslims or these countries. Um, that could be true. Uh, but but I I don't think that would ne- it, the ill will is, is is really necessary for it to still be like a, a racist policy. I, I I would say the the kind of racialization again I'll, that word we'll come back to. Okay. But, uh, a, a similar thing would be the racialization of of Mexicans right. uh, and uh, and the rhetoric around the wall. Uh, regardless, I mean I, certainly we have uh, an issue at, at the border. We have tons of people who are uh, trying to come across the border. Right. We have to try to deal with that. But I don't make, I don't know if. Uh, uh, the the way that uh, we were talking about those people uh, is, is the most productive way, 
you know? But it's accurate. Like, there are, there have been rapes, and there have been drugs, and there has been crime. And some, I assume, good people, as Trump said. But... <laughs> But it's, do you think do you think that it's a little a little unfair to? I feel like most of those people are are, are just desperate. You know, like they're in a desperate situation. That's the reason they're risking their lives traveling across. Uh, really, really, uh, a lot of people die just just trying to get here. A lot of people are exploited, and and I mean, you, you mentioned lots of terrible things that happen to these people uh, that are are be, as they're being like led across or 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 being told they're brought being led across and stuff by uh, dishonest actors who are you know using them for nefarious means like i mean that's definitely a thing um but i think i I think the reason that that's so prevalent is because so many of these people are are just completely desperate and and looking for a a better future you know i don't know that it's desperation or whether it's like greed like oh it's going to be an easy life up north in america or we're going to be able to make a lot of money or what it is i know that there's a lot of um NGOs that are promoting this propaganda about come up north, we'll let you in, and we we got the hookup, we got the loopholes to get you in as uh, so-called refugees and all that stuff. There's a lot of um, selfishness on the part of uh, the people facilitating this happening and the people coming up here. Um, that's the easy way out. Sometimes it's better to stay home and, and make life better for yourself where you are. This rather than jump the line and and get in ahead of all the people who are trying to do it right here. We don't even want those people in America. You know, we want to make American babies, not just cut off, not just have to rely on immigration to keep our workforce alive, you know. I think it's it. I think both are fine. I, I mean, I think Im- immigrants bring a lot to the country. We, we all they always have. Uh, I mean, uh, America is a really fantastically diverse country, and I, I like that about America. I'm also in favor of you know like people having babies here as well. Uh, yeah. But I don't think that that's a. Uh, the only way. Um, I, I mean, I think it's it's good for us to be open, to, especially when we do have like labor shortages and stuff. It's it is probably really important. Uh, to, to have people coming in um, and being able to fill those jobs and being able to contribute to the economy and to our culture. And, you know, I think that seems like a good thing. But um, they it, it, the means, the means, of course, is, is going to be uh, a, a big issue. Like you mentioned, like cutting the line. Um, uh, but I, 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 I want to go back to what you said about them being like, kind of greedy. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very skeptical that uh, a large portion of these people are, are you know, sitting in a, a comfortable position and then they go, oh, well, I could be even more comfortable if i if i just went to one of these uh if i if i went on welfare somewhere uh in new york or whatever it is you know i i I, uh i think that the 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 calculation there is is probably much more uh much more fueled by desperation i think because i i mean what would it take for you to to walk across uh uh, that like the daring gap. potentially hundreds <laughs> thousands of miles um and you know with your uh with your family and and drag like potentially dying or potentially being uh put in a, a hor- horrible situation uh, i i don't know it just doesn't seem like a uh a, a calculation that someone would make if they were not in a pretty horrible situation i understand that but that's that's a reflection of the type of country that we're going to become because those the people create the country the, the culture of the people creates the country, and the mindset of the people creates the conditions that they're stuck in oftentimes. I get that there's some outside things that, you know, we've, I've heard that America's meddling in some of these Central and South American countries have made problems. 
certainly and, a lot uh, of that historically, right? Right. Um, it's, uh, I mean, probably not completely absent now, but uh, definitely, definitely a lot of uh, a lot of more direct stuff uh, historically. And I get that there's been wars and drug wars, but that's part of like the those people are are they have like a socialist mindset and sometimes their countries go go down the the drain venezuela for example i've okay. heard i was gonna say mexico I don't, I don't know if mexico is like a like a socialist country but it's um, pretty socialist because i've i've worked with mexicans before and they they complain that in america you have to pay for everything in mexico you don't have to pay for as much so there is a, a significantly that, more socialist mama mindset in mexico than okay. in america if you, Maybe so, but yeah. but do do you think that like I, I mean I I'm not sure about exactly the the democratic mechanisms of, of Mexico, um, but it seems like a lot, uh, particularly if you're someone who's decided to to come across the border, it, you probably don't feel like you're uh, you're being very well represented by the state that you're in. Um, so I, I I'm I'm skeptical that these people would want to come here just to reinstate what it, whatever they just left like it, it, it seems like if their will was being reflected in any way shape or form then they would they they would be they prefer that right um but they, they would just stay where where that was being where that was already happening if they really wanted that well a lot of people create their own hell you know most of us do whether our hell is a messy room or a messed up relationships with uh with whomever a bad family you're like you really can't help yourself, and if you're if you don't know any better, you create an environment that you hate. But the hatred is also still inside you, and you bring your problems with you. You'll notice that a lot of these um, a lot of these people who come up here they create the right, they create the sort of rundown look in the cities where they where they live. Like once beautiful white cities have turned into like Mexico and around here and at least in uh, Southern California, the outskirts of LA. And so they don't necessarily come here and adopt the clean. I mean, some of them do, but they're, but they don't necessarily upkeep themselves and raise their children properly, get married and all that stuff. They become Americanized sometimes, but in the worst ways, like the worst parts of Americanization, you know, like like poverty, um, not just poverty, but like I mean, most bad of, most attitudes, of the sex out of wedlock, uh, turning into uh, like the Hollywood degeneracy, LGBT stuff, um, stuff like that. Well, well, we maybe we can uh, maybe save the LGBT yeah, stuff I don't for another time. But <laughs> I, different... I mean, that's a whole separate conversation. Right. Obviously, I, I don't have a problem with that at all. But um, I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but in in terms of it, seems like a lot of the things that you. Uh, brought up before uh, we're describing like seem to be things that are largely correlated with like poverty for, for or, or yeah that, that seems to be uh, the most common factor for areas that are uh, that are as you described but is it the chicken or the egg is it the poverty or the po- or the poverty mindset that creates that environment it becomes a vicious circle I get that it that you have kind of an uphill battle when you don't have as much money and mm-hmm. stuff is more expensive but it doesn't it doesn't mean that um, it doesn't mean that they're not creating the the mess, you know, the crime and all that stuff. Because poverty is not the cause of crime; it's sort of a uh, a yeah. corrupt mindset that po- causes both the crime and the poverty. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think like to say, uh, you know, poverty causes crime. I, I don't. I, I think again, that's it's a it's a it's not untrue, but it's 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 very very simplistic. Um, and it, it like I would say more accurately, like uh, large, like really really dense populations, as well as poverty uh, and like wealth inequality, um, and just uh, like a, a lot of these things would probably uh, contribute more to crime than than specifically just poverty. But I, I mean, it certainly is. Uh, you're 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 definitely with all those other factors uh, in mind. You're you're probably much more likely to see crime in an impoverished area than a than a, a less impoverished one, or at least very different kinds of crime. You know, right. like white collar crime and stuff. But uh, it's a, obviously na the nature of that is very different. And then my other problem with these immigrants is they come in, or especially their children. They come in. Some of the immigrants are thankful to America. They're respectful of the police and all that. But then their children get brainwashed in our in our social media and our media and our uh schools and they turn out hating and blaming the white people around them sometimes like i've had this happen with me like I, friends i was raised with once they realize that i'm more on the conservative side i don't i don't believe in letting the illegals stay and all that stuff they're like oh this this white he's a nazi I'm like, what is this, where is this coming from? They end up not appreciating whites in America who, who made the country, first of all, on some level welcoming to them, treating them fairly, but they don't want fair treatment. They want special treatment, and they'll call you racist if they don't get it. Um, I, I guess that, that's an interesting thing to explore, this, this thing. Uh, and. Um, I think I think we should uh, get more to like the I, I kept using that word racialization and we can talk about that. OK, I, I think we should get to that soon. But um, uh, it, uh, do you uh, do you have like uh, I, I mean, I, I imagine you do you have like empathy for these people who are like view, they might they might call you a Nazi or like, a fascist or whatever. Like, where do you think this comes from? Do you think they're just uh, like what, what what do you think they are seeing in you that they they feel these words uh, are, are are an accurate description it, despite you very like vehemently disagreeing? Right. Uh, they're jumping to conclusions. They hear something and they start to assume other things, mm -hmm. because a lot of um, a lot of so-called neo-Nazis or white nationalists also are on the immigration thing, or they're on the morality thing, or Christianity thing. And since the white nationalists are like that, um, and Hake sounds like that too, that means that Hake is a, a Nazi. But some of those white nationalists are saying accurate things. The only problem that they have if they're is if they're angry about it. Like, you're, you're right in your complaints about what's going on, but just don't be mad about it or, or, or hate. Hmm. I, I think it's... Uh, I, I will agree there's a lot... Like, I mean, when people talk about, like, crime in the black community, right? Like, this is obviously yeah. a real thing. This is obviously mm -hmm. a real problem. Um, but, like, I think when, when the hate about... Like, I, I think there's a lot of justified anger looking at that. Um, but, but it seems like when that anger is... Uh, like pointed towards like that entire community and being like, oh, why are they like this? You know, like what's wrong? Like what's wrong with them? Why are they so horrible? Like, yeah. I mean, I, th I think there are like there are ways to engage with these questions that are not uh, that don't uh, like uh, demonize these these people or, or even the, the the groups of people. You know, um, like again, I, I I think that that there are all these so many downstream effects that contribute to the circumstances uh and and like lower opportunity that exists in a lot of these areas um uh, the the worst education uh, that's underfunded uh they you know they will have, have like uh like old textbooks and shit um i'm sorry excuse me I, I, like older textbooks <laughs> sorry, uh yeah yeah um 
Uh, I mean, the health, like the healthcare system uh, is also uh, tends to be very bad for these people, obviously uh, much more likely to be uh, imprisoned wrongly or rightly. Um, uh, I think a, a lot of these things are, are not just like they didn't just come out of nowhere, you know, like there's there's a, a lot of history that uh, produced the environment that all these things are happening in. Uh, and I think when the, the vitriol and, and hatred um, about the this, uh, this these problems, it, when it's pointed at like uh, the black community um, rather than uh, like a, a frustration with uh, systems that may have 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 put these people here. And also, I think it's also fair to be upset with people who are like doing horrible things to people. Right. Like, I think that's that's totally reasonable. Um, but uh, I think e even even with that in mind, if they're, if it's not paired with a, a, a trying to understand like where that comes from, or even a, a often you know you mentioned the all right the alter alternative uh, explanation about where these things come from, which is uh, which is bringing it back to this word racialization, this, this concept that like this is something fundamental to these people that they're a different kind of people than white people. You know, I think this is uh, the core of racism, this uh, this othering of of uh, of a group of people. I see what you're saying. Um... Yeah, I don't, I don't really have an answer for you other than that um, there's a lot of undue hatred and vitriol and suspicion of whites that's not acknowledged, and it's, like, widespread. And so there's a lot of reason for everybody to be angry and complaining, but that's not going to get anybody anywhere. They're just going to be fighting. So this diversity stuff is not a strength. It's an excuse. It's like it's, it's a surface level um, excuse to uh, for Satan to be say, "Oh, it's because I'm white," or "Oh, it's because I'm black," or "Oh, it's because I'm Hispanic," and so it's just division. It's not um, unity. I, I I do sympathize with that in the sense that like when people use those. Uh, kind of like, those quick, those quick quips, I guess. Uh, yeah. Like, oh, it, 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 you know, it's just because I'm black, just because this. Like all, all these, if all of these things, if that's where, like where the conversation ends, uh, if that's where the analysis ends, um, that I think that's that's not good for the person who's who's describing their situation, even if they're, um, even if they're like maybe approaching uh, a more nuanced uh, understanding of like the dynamic that led them to that. Uh, it also doesn't, I, I really don't think it needs to take away like, like personal responsibility in any way or, or individuality. Like, um, like these things are, 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 are fundamental to, to the human experience. Right. Um, but they're not, uh, they're not inseparable from uh, like the social dynamics that you're born in and like the socioeconomic uh, systems that you're born in. Um, and uh, again, this, uh, like just all of these problems that have been all these structural problems um, that have kind of carried over from uh, a, a very violent history uh, of, of racializing these people and of, of treating them a certain way. Uh, it, it seems like those are, those are things that people uh, kind of have like justifiably uh, uh, pretty big problems with. Right. And, and, and I think oftentimes uh, there are, I mean, I, I, you probably agree, there are a lot of white people who do want to uphold those systems and don't really care uh, that these things are happening. And I think it's 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 reasonable for people, uh, even if it's not always accurate, it, it's reasonable for people to be uh, concerned, uh, especially if the person they're talking to is echoing uh, so many of those same talking points uh, that, like, I don't know if you are on my side. You know, I don't know if you care about my struggle. I don't know if you care about what I'm going through uh, or, you know, I or if you uh, want my struggle to be worse. Um, and that's uh, it's a difficult thing to parse through. Um, 
And so I think uh, when people just hear those those certain talking points, that's why they might associate you or someone uh, as as uh, you know Nazi fascist, like whatever it is, right? Uh, white nationalists, like all these different things, um, uh, regardless of the accuracy. Um, and you'll notice that. Uh, are you open to taking calls? Uh, sure. You'll notice before I before I get to calls, you'll notice that the um, so-called white nationalists have no. They're kicked out of the government anytime that any of them say. Or any time a white American says anything that's, that sounds like white nationalism, such as Donald Trump, um, uh, co- Congressman Steve King of Iowa. I don't know if you help remember his story, mm-hmm. but he, have, he, he was talking about the wall, and then he was talking about Western civilization. And then the New York Times, I don't know if they misquoted him or what, but the rhinos, the rhino republican party kicked him out of his committee assignments and then they um primaried him and said oh white he, supremacy has no so these pe- those people are the one who said the, the thing about like uh like are are replacing with other people's babies or something was that was that the, the probably line? yeah it uh, sounds kind of uh, like uh congressman steve king it, well well, it's, it also, I mean, frankly, it also sounds like something that a lot of, like, white nationalists would say. Well, like, that's they're, fine. They're, yeah, like, I'm not taking away no. from that. But I'm just sure. saying that they have no power in the government. Like, they're ousted any time. They're ousted by both the rhinos, which is the establishment Republican Party, and, mm-hmm. the, of course, the Democrats. So um, these people are the most marginalized people in America, these uh, so-called white nationalists. They're they're prevented. <laughs> they're kicked off of social media. They're prevented from having websites. They're persecuted um, and hunted down. At, even the January Sixers, who are a bunch of normies, um, are the being persecuted and and hunted down by the well, F- well, it seems liberal like my, FBI. I, I don't think like most of the people who were present at January, or even most people entered the Capitol, or even like facing charges. Right? Uh, it's 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 more like specific people who were involved. Uh, in like organization and kind of leaders uh, who who seem to be uh, facing most of the charges, um, and, but uh, to to the the point about the the kind of white nationalism and, and these things like being uh, ousted, yeah. Um, I, I think I think it's it's probably a a good thing that we've moved towards a world where uh, the at least the the more explicit versions of those things are universally frowned upon are universally cause for uh, suspicion and uh, potentially expulsion from positions of power um I think that that's that's probably a good thing but um it, it also uh unfortunately does leave uh room uh for the much more uh like kind of nefarious underbelly uh, of a lot of these things to kind of fester uh without without being properly addressed um because you know it, you don't you don't see it if it's not like you know a lot of people they hear white supremacy and they think of like people in a kkk hood right like that's the that's that's the 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 image that's invoked but i think it, it's much more uh it, it's much much deeper than that you know and the conversation is much bigger than that uh that was just like one one uh like extreme manifestation of it, but Trump and uh, and uh, Congressman Steve King, those are just normal guys who have love for everybody. They're Christians. They love America. I think King, so. is King, King is a Catholic, but they're fair. They're the most fair-minded people in the government, most responsible and having integrity, and they're ousted by people who are worse than them. So I think this anti-racism thing is a witch hunt. I get that there's a whole lot of evil and, um, you know, terror attacks by, by like, whites and that one guy who shot up the El Paso uh, Walmart and stuff like that. I get that there's 
instances of whites getting angry and doing, shooting, going crazy. Like this, yeah. Yeah. Um, but these are, those are not the guys. Trump is not the reason for that, nor is uh, Congressman Steve mm-hmm. King. Those guys are part of the solution. What happened to a voice for everybody? Well, uh, this might be, a, 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 an, again, a topic for another day. But, I, I mean, Trump wasn't, like, ousted for being racist. Like, he, lo- he lost the election. Um, but uh, Right. Fair and square, uh, too. But, yeah. But it, was it because, certainly seems to be the case. Yeah. It was because of the endless propaganda from the media against him as being racist. That was the whole reason that Sleepy Joe ran was because of the racist fangs of the Charlottesville people who Trump— uh, called very fine people or something like that. So it, yeah, think, so it was. A I will say Trump, Trump's comments about Charlottesville were uh, he did. Uh, he, I think he, in like one breath, he, he did like condemn a lot of people who were there. And then he also said, you know, it's, uh, you know, for better or for worse. Um, uh, so sure. I mean, the Charlotte, but I mean, Charlottesville was a pretty, pretty scary sight to behold, especially if you were uh, if you were a black person or Jewish uh, and you see you see those people marching in the streets saying the things they were saying. I, I I don't know. I it's a uh, it's uh, it's kind of scary, right? Um, like you don't know if uh, if next time they're going to be marching through your city or if uh, if you're they're going to be targeting you in some way. Uh, I think that's a, I think it's a, a a reasonable fear to have when you see stuff like that. But um, they're scared of each other because uh, because it's not just because a lot of the people that they were complaining about they were complaining about um, they were complaining about being replaced, and. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what's happening. But they're not. <laughs> but right? I, of no course, one, no disav- taking, I, of course, well, disavow white replacement. But um, but it's it's not not just disavowing. It, it, I mean, it's 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 like like replacing <laughs> replacing someone or replacing something means that you you take that thing out and then you put something else in. Uh, it's it, like when we talk about uh, immigration stuff, it's just like like both things are now here, right? Um, so it's not it's not like these people are being replaced. These people can still have families, can still have kids. They're not their their kids aren't being uh, stolen from them and 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 uh, being replaced with Mexican babies, right? But their um, voting power, uh, as Tucker Carlson rightly said, their voting power is being watered down and basically overrun, and their communities are being overrun. So in a sense, and it's their fault they're not having the babies, and it's their fault they keep on electing the rhinos and Democrats to, um, to. Uh, allow the open borders and and all that stuff but it's i don't know if white people are i, I mean is like why do you think is like white people don't like vote as a block you know like uh, it, it doesn't seem to be because um, even for because it of, includes like, most of our history it includes a lot of it includes a lot of different types of of whites there's a whole lot of different types mm-hmm. of whites and whites tend Absolutely. to be more independent thinking so they tend to be a little bit more conservative but not at all and they they don't think in terms of a group by and large like the others do they're more easily the other the other races and ethnicities and women are more likely to be brainwashed and democrat and mama spirits i guess for me it, it doesn't seem like it's it, it's that they're more likely to be brainwashed it seems like that uh there might be like understandable reasons why like black people for example might tend to vote uh more in line with each other uh than than the uh, as you rightfully said like a, a the similarly diverse uh white uh population is is made of so many different kinds of people and we we just kind of use this blanket term white right. um, which which goes back to the i mean it's only a few hundred years old this this uh, particular dichotomy of white and black um uh i i think um it, it, with 
the, the again the particular history it, it kind of makes sense that uh especially with how uh largely segregated in many ways the u.s still kind of is like black people are still largely um uh most densely in in like specific areas and and that's like those areas also correlate pretty directly with the areas that they were uh like like kind of steered into by policies by like like legal means by legislation uh so it, it's not like a coincidence you know um it seems like th this this certainly produces uh a a more um uh more solidarity amongst people who have that specific experience and there's not like a, a um a, as as tangible an experience uh, among among white people uh that would that would unite us you know to to vote in that way um it seems like the the thing uh uh, again, it's this concept of like whiteness and blackness and like whiteness. Um, uh, I, I mean, the, the, like people are less united on that, um, certainly now than ever. Um, uh, but uh, and, and probably blackness as well, actually, I, I'd say probably uh, like black people are, are less like uh, I mean, there, there's yeah. so much there's so much diversity, right? Even even within that community as well. Um, and that's important to remember. Um, but but again, it, I, th I think it makes sense still that we would see uh, these kinds of organization like along those lines and not as much uh, along white racial lines. Uh, let's get to calls. How much time do you have? I know that you said you could do an hour or so. Sure. Um, yeah, I I'm, I'm good for a bit. Okay. Let's get to uh, Lucas in California. He's on the line. I am remiss in not getting to the calls. I have super chats to get to as well. Lucas in California, what's up? Thanks. You're live with radical coder Ryan and Hake. What's up? Hey, what's up, guys? Um, I don't know if you guys are both like believe in the same thing and like you guys like your ideals, but all I know is, hey, you're sounding more and more liberal ever since this <laughs> this this uh, Israel and and Palestine or Hamas. Even though Israelis call it just Palestine, they don't say Hamas; they just call it Palestine. You're sounding more and more liberal because I just find it funny how how these conservative, so-called conservatives. Um, we're all about like the Ukraine Russia thing, like, oh no, why are we giving money and caring about America about why are we giving money to Ukraine and this stuff and caring about America. But once Israel and, and this Palestine thing happened, then it's like, oh my God, they don't even care about America. We're not even America anymore. We're Israel, we're Palestine, we're China, we're Russia, we're Ukraine, we're all these and and notice this too. Whenever Russian Ukraine thing, did you see any Russian flags in, in America? No. You didn't see any Russians waving flags. Maybe, maybe, but even if it was a lot, it wasn't on the news. It wasn't all showed and everything. Why is this Israel thing so, like, significant? What about America? That's interesting. I, your call, the, what you said, that, what you told the screener your call was about, was about other countries colonizing America. Is that what you're talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's what I'm getting to. So, yeah, we, we are We haven't talked about Israel. Did you have anything you were itching to say, Radical Coder, on the Israel yes. thing? We are we are colonized by Israel in America. We are colonized okay, by hold, all, hold so all those countries. All those countries I said, we are being colonized by. China's colonizing us right now. Right. Uh, Israel is colonizing us right now. Africa is colonizing us right now. Um, uh, pretty much every country, except when Russia is not colonizing us. Russia's staying in Russia. Isn't that funny? Radical coder, you have any comment on what you've heard? Uh, there's a lot there. Um, I mean, I mean, it certainly um, the the dynamics between Russia, Ukraine, and Israel, Palestine are, are worlds apart in in, uh, in a I, lot of different ways. I believe it's called ethnocentric. I believe it's called ethnocentric. 
So that like uh, um, that's what they're doing. Like they are colonizing. They're creating their own communities, and they in, only inside stick of with America. Each other. Yeah, and they only stick with each other. I, I mean, if you're I, I part don't of think. That race. I don't think that's necessarily. I think. I think a lot of people do come here and assimilate uh, uh, to varying degrees. Um, I don't think that it's a. It's a very productive. Like, like I, I don't think like even for your own like personal uh, benefit, if you are in any of these groups of people, like that, you're you're probably better off uh, not like only associating with people uh, of 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 who who came from the same place you did or who have the exact same background as you. I, I think it, it benefits you. Uh, pretty pretty demonstrably to to branch out from that um so I, I i mean i would i would advise that uh i mean it can't happen but i don't, I don't think there were I, I don't know if i would use the word colonize for for like people immigrating over here um especially like legally like it i i mean and no i wouldn't illegally, even say it for no uh, I say it for the israel now, just but. israel just sent uh, uh, african immigrants is uh, israel is sending african immigrants or well, illegals over there to America right now. You can look it up. You can look up Mark Dyson's video too. He just he just posted about it. Israel is not nice people. Okay, there's bad people in every country. I'm not saying all of Israel, but there's bad people in all governments in all sure. high powers. So why do we why why are we caring so much about Israel right now? Whenever America. He's going to hell on a handbag. <laughs> I don't know what your beef is, man. You're, you seem to be coming out of nowhere. I know. I, well, I'm just. I'm just you're tired. on a I'm kick. Tired of... You called in. You called in the. He called in the other day, and he was really so upset. What do you think about them? His... Call, do you, do you hold, believe, hold on, okay, man. Okay, I'll just. I'll just make a quick a question. Hold on, do you man. Believe... Hold on. Hold on. He called in the other day, just for context, upset mm -hmm. because his sister is dating a Jewish person, and now his sister has turned Jewish from Christian to Jewish, and. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if mm. that's the reason why he's on this kick right now, but um, no, I haven't really, no, 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 was, I haven't really talked about the Israel-Palestine thing. No, that that was just a that was just a point to make to, to add on to all the other points I've made. That why are what like are you guys not noticing that Israel? But we haven't even talked about is, Israel all all show, and you came in about Israel. We're talking about America, and then you come in talking complaining about Israel. Like we were talking about Israel, but we weren't. You guys were talking about Israel. We did not even touch on Israel. <laughs> we yes. talked about yes. Jews yes. will not replace us. We mentioned There's that. Interesting okay, questions. maybe There's, maybe yeah, then. Yeah, no, I kind of heard. Yeah, I heard, heard some of that. But we did then not maybe even mention Israel. Off this JLP this show. show. Maybe I'm also going off a JLP show when oh. all the experts were in. When all the experts were in, and you were one of the people that were like Netanyahu, and I was yeah, just what's like, wrong oh, everyone else was like. <laughs> I'm not a fan. I don't know, Hank. I don't know. It bugs me that, like, I, I don't know. It bugs me. Hank, I, I like you guys. I like your show, man. And then now I'm just hearing this. You're like a, I don't know. Are you pro-Israel? Maybe I shouldn't go off tangent. <laughs> are you pro-Israel? Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't anybody be pro-Israel? I'm pro-America, dude. <laughs> that doesn't mean that you can't be pro-Israel. I, I would add. You, okay, so you, could, uh, so you could, so you could be with, <laughs> with you, you could choose two sides. It's not two sides. Yeah. It's not. Well, yeah, it's, it's not it's, sides. It's like you. You wish them well. You wish Israel well. You wish the course, Palestinians well. well. Yeah, I, I so was just saying I not, not just Israel, but I, th I think it's really important that we also have empathy for the Palestinian people. Um, and yeah. uh, I think I think uh, I, I mean you, you mentioned the the perception in Israel of 
um, uh, of, of a lot of people in Israel, at least uh, of of like Hamas and Palestine being or and Palestinians being like like synonymous. Um, and I think that's a that's a a, a a bad thing that people feel that way or people uh, perceive it that way. Um, and a, a very dangerous thing, in fact. Uh, and I think that a lot of uh, Palestinian people are not uh, um, uh, would would ne- would never would not be in support of what's happening uh, or of what Hamas is doing. Um, uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, these are these are uh, I mean, there's, there's a lot to be said about all these different things. It's just uh, Lucas, we, we, just, <laughs> we were Luke, talking about it specifically. But Lucas raised a good point that um, that Congressman Steve King said on my show when I interviewed him is that dem- demographics is destiny. And the demographics of America have radically changed over the last seventy years or so, and yeah. and so we're being so like what's the so we used to be like ninety percent ninety percent white and mostly Anglo and and Christian and all that, and now okay. like Christianity has is on major decline. I think it used to be like eighty percent or more, and now it's like sixty percent or or and and shrinking. The whites used to be ninety kind of like percent. Religiosity like in general is going down, right? Across yeah. the board, like more, right. in America at least, and most uh, um, more uh, uh, first world countries. It seems like that's a common thing, right? Yeah, it is. It is. It's true. But I don't you know, know if that's like know, necessarily in, just a result of diversity, in, right? It's not. That's true. Go ahead, Lucas. I, I yeah, I was just going to make one last thing because it, it's funny because like I, I it's almost like I see the future sometimes because I called in like two years ago. I think it was your show or JLP show, and I was talking about about how how Christianity like are we like Christians are we like getting weak because we are so welcoming? You know what I mean? And I'm starting to see it that like yeah, I think that's a weakness of Christians. Yeah, I said that a, yeah. a weakness of a Christian is that we are too welcoming. That's what you know JLP what I mean? has said, and, been saying. And America for years. is a Christian nation. That's what Jesse Lee Peterson has been saying for years. Like, uh, the whites made a mistake l- allowing everybody to come in um, yeah. and people who hate them. Yeah. Have you noticed so, that I, at I, all, I, Radical Coder? <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't agree. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think um, <laughs> with that at all. Uh, but, uh, um, you know, it's probably, probably obvious from most Right, of yeah, we, were, we just basically talked about that point. Well, I, I just want to I just want to end it because I um I don't want to take too much time. I just want to say that like I love everyone. I don't want ill of anybody, of course. But all I'm just saying is that I want America, I want America to be American. I I want American flags waving around in America because you're in America. Yeah. I want. I mean, you can have your flag. I get it, but like I don't want protests and stuff. All this stuff in the streets, and and I'm just I'm just surprised of how quick and instantly. That people go crazy, and and it's funny because I don't know if this happened with Russia and Ukraine too, but it definitely wasn't videoed and everything like how it's being right now. I'm talking about all the conservative um, channels that I watch are just like, just like, oh my gosh, devastation, and it's like Ukraine and Russia wasn't, and not even that. What about what's going on in America and all these illegals? And there's so there's so much death going on right now as we speak. And I just don't, I don't understand why everybody is looking at a different country and they're not in that country. And it's like, if you really care about that country, if you really care, then go over there. I don't know. That's just what I'm saying. All right. I, I don't man. agree. Uh, can I just? Yeah, add, yeah. Go for it. Right. I, 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 I love Israel. Okay. I love 
Muslims. I love Palestinians. I love everybody. Let's okay. hear. Wait, I, let's hear I, radical yeah. Kurdish response. I, I mean, I was just going to say that it's. It, I, I I think I uh, I sympathize with the the, the interesting um, double. I, I guess we call it a double standard, uh, particularly from conservatives about uh, the way that the way people talked about Ukraine and what was happening to them um, and what is happening to them. Uh, and oh and, my uh, gosh, I love these guys. Thank you um, so much. But, uh, yeah, but, that but is exactly I think what a I'm lot saying. of that is. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I um, yeah. My, just to be clear, my problem with Israel has nothing to do with uh, Jewish people as much as uh, uh, the, the 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 particular uh, way the state was established and what's happening as a result of that. But um, uh, you know, those are downstream um, problems. But uh, uh, should, uh, I mean, I, I think it's interesting, uh, in, interesting uh, concern. I think that it would be uh, more, it would be better, obviously, if uh, if people were supportive of of what the struggles in Ukraine as well as the struggles in Israel and Palestine. Um, uh, yeah. But I'll, uh, uh, there was there was one more thing, but I, I've lost it. It's okay. It's all good. Yes. Thank you, yeah. Lucas. And appreciate you, man. Yeah, yeah. I just want to say, and you're right about that, man. Um, however, that makes you liberal if you care about if, if you even care at all. I'm just saying, it's just a I'm fact. left of liberal. If you care about another so I'm, country, I'm fine with that. That makes you a liberal. <laughs> Thank you, Lucas. Right, that sounds based. <laughs> all right, all right. You guys have a good one. All right, you too, you too buddy. <laughs> man, we're at the top of the hour. I have a few more calls. That yeah, callers can, who want to talk to you, but I, it's time for me to be taking a break. Do you have? Are, are you able to? Are you able oh, to hold break. on like another like half hour? Uh, I can I can hop back on. You're saying like a half can hour you, break? Can you continue? No, I, I'm I'm like a five minute break or less. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, we can take a five minute break and come back. Yeah, okay, I'm fine. Cool, guys, it's the top of the hour. Let's enjoy Fall Friday. Radical coder disavows it. Probably. <laughs> Wait, what, what was the I called it Fob Friday, Fresh Off the Boat Friday for the Asians, where oh. I play Chinese music oh. on Fridays. Interesting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is Jackie Cheung. Okay. And this is uh, track 16 or 6 from The One. Enjoy, guys, and I'll be right back for the rest of Hour 2 with Radical Coder and your calls and the Super Chats. Let's have some uh, Jackie. <laughs> Tin 我多尊嚴無淚
The best. The God of Song. San Onofre. That might be a cover. I'm not sure. Jackie Chung. <laughs> Caress your face. Gently fondle your face. Thank you, Jackie Chung. One of my, my probably my favorite Chinese singer. Um, and thank you guys for bearing with me through that beautiful music. It is the Hake Report. It's, um, we are live with Radical Coder. I will get to your super chats, guys. Um, Radical Coder, are you there? I'm right here. Nice. Absolutely. Thank you for bearing with me through that break, man. You were protesting a little bit at my uh, vernacular, I think. Um, the, yeah, I guess the, the fresh off the boat thing is, uh, you know, I, some, it's, uh, certainly some might consider it, uh, Offensive a little one. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. But I mean, you know, um, I, I, Hey, I think it's, it's good to play uh, music from Chinese artists and from other uh, people like artists of other cultures. So, Hey, uh, I absolutely great. Uh, yeah, I, I got that from, uh, my, I grew up with Mexicans and Asians and one of my Mexican friends would tease the Asians with that name. And I didn't know what it meant, and then the Asians told me what it meant. But, uh, yeah, it's not in ill will that I say any of these slurs. I say them lovingly. (laughs) Um, Uh, Unfortunately, uh, oftentimes, uh, it's it's, not taken uh, that way. It's hard to tell the difference. Well, it's not not just it's not taken that way. It's, uh, you know, who who can be sure. You know, no one can read your mind, right? For sure. They just hear what you say. Yeah. I have some super chats to read before I want to get back to calls, and I think some of them may be pertinent coffee talk with sandra gave a whole bunch of diamonds over on d live saying research what you're talking about you've been played america first dude legal immigrants she says you've been you're you're a researcher though haven't you researched a lot of stuff um i mean you talk about like not for i mean not formally like it's not i didn't go to school for like most of these topics i I don't have a sociology degree or anything you know yeah Uh, but uh, yeah i would say i i I try to understand something before i speak on it um or if i do i'll speak on it in a way that i i am like speaking to the gaps in my knowledge as much as possible um and then like clarifying like oh this is my understanding of a thing or you know rather than asserting uh, an absolute truth um because i I mean i've certainly changed my opinions about tons of things over the years and i likely will continue to do so so i think it's the best way to engage with stuff like this that's what i try to do too i 
admit when I don't know and just say allegedly or reportedly because we, and then convictedly because we don't know what the truth is nowadays. It's hard to know. Um, um, go ahead. Sh- sure. I mean, I was, I mean, in terms of like, I mean, obviously there are, uh, there are false convictions and wrong convictions, but yeah. um, I, I mean, oftentimes there's a, a pretty high burden of, of uh, evidence for stuff like that, but, but sure. Um, Robert bought a coffee on buy me a coffee. Racism does not really exist, but behavior judgments and tribal preferences do exist. You can't really just blow off natural law like the social justice warriors attempt to do, he says. Um, I don't think that, uh, like, the particular kinds of, like, racial animosity... I think tribalism is, like, a real a real thing, you know? Um, and obviously people look there. I think tribalism right. can be reinforced, um, and it can be... Uh, kind of eroded um, in in and it's it's a uh, like there are there are like a lot of historical legislation kind of enforced uh, and upheld uh, particular like tribalistic lines and I think that's that's where uh, I mean this is what like critical race theorists might talk about the way that uh, race was enshrined in the law and applied uh, by force of the state um, like you know black people weren't allowed to re- learn to read right um, mm-hmm. and who was black well whoever looked black and that was the metric that was used you know so the, these kinds of like tribalistic attitudes can be uh, upheld at the state level and then um, kind of reaffirmed throughout the population uh, and vice versa you know right um, yeah and there were there were reasons for it and it kept in some ways it was just the way their way of dealing with things it it kept the peace in in some ways because you know, you you see a black, you see a white cop on a black. The blacks go crazy, and so does the mainstream media, thinking that it's racist when it could have nothing to do with it. But they, it just uh, inflames the passions of, oh, you violated someone in my community, and it's such a shame. And that's what lynchings were too. It was a somebody violated uh, our community, and so the men of the town took the law into their own hands sometimes. But uh, um, yeah, yeah I think I think it's uh, I, I mean, I, I, there's a lot of cases probably where it's that is like, oh, it, it's just, you know, people perceive something terrible happened and they're they're going after the person they think did the terrible thing um, or, or the cops going after the person who uh, might have done something or they think did something. Um, but I, I think it's uh, it's kind of a, like a historical to to kind of remove the the racial context by which a lot of these things manifested in. Oh no, by um, community I mean my race, like the whites were were there and then the blacks were there and if a black allegedly stole or raped mm-hmm. or murdered or whatever, the whites would go crazy um, mm-hmm. if you will and did the street justice lynching and yep. blacks blacks and whites were lynching back then. I guess the, they didn't have a high trust of police or courts in those days, and uh, some of them were, I mean, they were co- extrajudicial. They didn't have the due process. Mm-hmm. I'm for due process. Well, and I, I, I think to um, kind of bring it uh, back to modern day, but but starting there, um, I think a lot of times, like these, uh, th- this vigilante justice, um, like none of the people, uh, for the most part, who engaged in this were, were really held accountable in any way. Um, it was kind of uh, like, yeah. uh, kind of put like washed under the rug or whatever. Um, and I think a lot of times that's that's a uh, um, uh, 
often for good reason a lot of people feel that that's what they're what they're seeing when there's like police brutality against black people that's less likely to be prosecuted even if it's like the like uh, against uh specific like policies or uh that the cops like the cops were doing something they weren't supposed to um it's very it's it's i mean now it's slightly more common but it's still uh there's a long history of uh people not being held accountable for like massive abuses of power um and i think that that kind of is echoed back then as well um Okay, let me keep with keep it going. Barf boy bought a coffee for Hake. Referring, speaking of Israel, wow, Hake, this is the end of my show. I played a children's song called "Clucking Theodore" by Mary Rice Hopkins, finishing "Clucking Theodore" by saying "Peace in the Middle East." Well, I did say "Peace in the Middle East" at the end of my show, or at least in your hearts, right? And at least in your hearts, because I don't know if there will ever be peace in the Middle East. As long as people are evil, which is always, right? Thank you, Hake. War is over. Latest reports is Iran, Saudi Arabia, Palestine, and Israel are clucking in harmony as we speak. <laughs> I was playing around. I know that we can't just say, wish for peace and let it happen. But thank you. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Mary Rice Hopkins. Children's music. Gregatron says, Hake, stop playing, man. Oh, okay, so Gregatron has responded to me saying all musicians are liberals. Are you a musician, radical coder, in any way? Um, I mean, uh, I did. Uh, I did drop a, a like a freestyle rap recently on my channel, but it was just for fun. I mean, I like music, but I'm not. I wouldn't like, call myself a musician. Okay, because I hold the position that all musicians are liberals. And... I, I would be. I mean, again, I mean by certainly by the standard here, I'm I'm liberal, but I, <laughs> I usually say that I'm left of liberal. But, right. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I align with mo- probably most like liberal principles for sure. Uh, Gregatron says, you know Greg Henderson, who is a country music writer who has written music that has been played on the Jesse Lee Peterson show, ain't no liberal. This man said, Grandma worked on the little machine, made the denim for your blue jeans. What about the guys who sing Grandpa Tell Me About the Good Old Days? That's the Judds. Ashley Judd is a liberal. Liberals don't talk like that. Well, Ashley Judd probably disavows the good old days now. <laughs> Didn't Ashley Judd sing uh, Grandpa Tell Me know, About yeah. the Good Old Days? You familiar with that song at all? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, you got to look it up. It's a great song, actually. The Judds. J-U-D-D-S. Um, thank you, Gregatron. listen. <laughs> oh, man. You're getting all the inside baseball on Hake's stuff. Uh, let's get to some calls, Radical Coder. Because I don't want, I appreciate your time, man. It's cool that you're coming on. Yeah, it's fun. I'm glad to be here. Art from Ohio is on the line here. Art, thanks for calling, man. You're live with Radical Coder and Hake. What's up with uh, Radical Coder and what's up with my main man, Hake? Hey, man. Doing Doing fine. Okay, first things first. uh, For Radical Coder, he said something that I just pretty much, just one thing that I agree with the whole time he's been on here (laughs) about the N word. Or whatnot, uh, being, uh, he called the word racist or whatnot, using that or whatnot, but I call it just being evil, it's good and evil, all these liberal democratic terms they try to whitewash and, and change the words up from what it is in the Bible and it's only good and evil. It's just, it's just, uh, somebody using the N word or the C word or the, uh, W word for, uh, the Mexicans or any other derogatory racist mm-hmm. term. Uh, it's just an evil word or whatnot. And something that he said is that, okay, if somebody, if you, if, if you joking with somebody or you just basically in an argument with somebody and you call them fat, 
Well, that ain't that couldn't be uh, used uh, as a, a derogatory term because you just call them what they is. You call somebody, oh, look at you with your switch and self, and you got skittles in your pants talking about them being gay. Well, that ain't derogatory or racist, allegedly or evil, because you just calling it like you said or whatnot. But somebody calling me the N word because I'm black, or me, or you calling you a, uh, a C word because you white. That's not something you can change. You can't just go into a paint shop and change and spray your body down and be like, well, uh, I'm going to change myself from black to white. You see what I'm saying? Hate. I see what you're saying, but even still, like, just because you can't change it doesn't mean that it's not... De- just because you can change it, I mean, like, stop being fat, doesn't mean that it's not derogatory. But I get, well, I, mean, I get that you can't change being black and you call somebody an N-word. Well, just, but the I'm N-word is a certain type of black N-word. sometimes. Well, yeah, too, but it's going to always be... Used or it's sometimes a, used for for different people. Like, my friend got in a bar fight, and he called a white frat man, frat boy uh, a N-word. So it's just used as a, as, a, as a fun word to say or a derogatory word. It ain't never uh, going to be a fun word to say. Oh, come on. Yeah. D- don't play around and act like N-word isn't fun to say sometimes for people. Oh, no, 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 no. People say it, and it's funny. Come on, man. You have to admit that people say it to be funny sometimes. Uh, uh, definitely not. Uh, I ain't never heard a black person, me being in the black community, ever say uh, say the N-word back to another black person, and it was just something that we just sit sit around and laugh. They're like, oh, you just said the N-word. No, (laughs) uh -uh. it ain't just something that, you know, or whatnot. But, yeah, that's pretty much all that I... All, pretty much all that I agree with with the uh, with the guest. Okay. The second thing. Fair. The second thing is I was watching JLP show and you said that you heard Trump say that Netanyahu brought this on itself and that changed your mind about how you felt about the uh, the Israel thing. And I was just like, uh, I just agreeing with the last caller with not that it's funny how. Everybody was complaining and screaming. All these uh, conservatives was uh, complaining and screaming like with Ukraine. Like, okay, why are we sending all this money? It's supposed to be America first, this and this and this and that. And then turn around as soon as this goes on with Israel, all the conservatives are saying, oh, well, let's help Israel or whatnot. And then you turn around and say, you you like Netanyahu or whatnot. And it's hard enough for me to keep, keep up with all the reasons that I like Trump, and I want to try to figure out what's, what's some of these reasons why you would think that Netanyahu is somebody that you would think would be good or somebody that you think that you would like. I've always liked Netanyahu, and I don't... I, partly because he seems more manly than any of the politicians until Trump in America. He's just... seems seems like he is uh, more real. I get that he is sort of politician-y, and maybe... Maybe deep down one day I'll find out that he's a, another George W. Bush or some lame person like that. But uh, as far as any of the... I like the fact that the liberals down in Israel hate Netanyahu. I like the fact that somebody told me... Oh, yeah, Jockle. Deep left Jockle. I don't know if you've heard of Jockle, uh, Radical Coder. He told me that so. George Soros and Netanyahu hate each other. And George so- and Netanyahu's the reason Probably. why... Mainstream normie conservatives hate uh, and scapegoat uh, George Soros for everything evil happening in America. So uh, he has the right enemies, in my opinion. 
Now, uh, I like Kanye West, too, and Ke- Kanye doesn't like uh, Netanyahu, so, but I'm not taking sides in that fight. I, I get that Netanyahu <laughs> may not be a Christian, and uh, that-, that may be the case, but given that he's not a Christian, he's, as unchristian people go, I like him. And my thing is, is what has <laughs> Ukraine or Israel, uh, Israel done for you as an American citizen? Nothing. N- nothing to my knowledge. Okay, yeah. uh, and I'm not saying that just somebody has to do something for you to like them or whatnot, but it always seems that the American taxpayer is always dishing out, and not, we don't get nothing in our hand but a whole bunch of uh, uh, a whole bunch of uh, not assets but liabilities that are put on uh, American uh, taxpayers' doorstep. As far as the, the people we've taken care of and right. all this stuff with you know the uh, illegals and all this coming over here, and I mean, and that, I mean, I'm just I just go to say that is to say, uh, what I mean. Then another thing is something else. It's like you said, <laughs> like that's what the whole thing. What I was saying about Trump, Trump, and with the liberals, they say that conservatives like me, we just roll with everything that Trump say. Not no, I don't. Right. I just know that Trump. A lot of what Trump is was right or what now i don't disagree yeah with him. he gets proven right like him. yep yeah he, he's he's right about a lot of stuff that he says i'm not no get along to go along gang i don't you know uh disagree with somebody just because i like they stands on it. if you wrong about someone to tell you you're wrong about it. i don't need trump to tell me that uh uh netanyahu and israel bought on himself for me to know that i i don't have nothing to do with israel or palestine i ain't i don't even know if i even ever met an israel Israel, yeah. uh, Israel person or a oh, Ukraine person. I, uh, I was playing so, around about that with when somebody in the super chats told me that uh, that Netanyahu, no, that Trump said that Netanyahu allowed Hamas to do the attack, and so I played around. I was joking around and saying, "Oh, okay, forget Netanyahu now." But I don't know what the truth is about that situation. Uh, my, my I, thought, I, I thought you were um, serious about that, but no, did, I was did playing Trump around. Really, and I don't did know Trump what Trump. Really, uh, I don't know if Trump actually said that. What were you about uh, to say? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, in in terms of the uh, uh, whether Netanyahu was aware, I, it does seem like like there was some uh, like uh, something some information from Egypt uh, yeah. about a potential wow. um, uh, or like things escalating very soon stuff like. That. But I don't I don't know that it, there's enough evidence to say that he uh, even even though I am certainly no fan of Netanyahu, um, and it wouldn't like uh, I mean when I first saw the headline that was saying like oh Israel was warned days before attack, mm-hmm. um, my my instinct was like wow. I, I, it, it could be this guy knew something was going to happen and he uh, is, is now kind of uh, uh, like allowing uh, or like using this tragedy to advance his own agenda. But I think that's that was a, 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 a leapy for me, you know, and so I. Right. Um, uh, but uh, but I mean, it's it is uh, it's still concerning for sure. Yeah. I mean, I've heard that about uh, Pearl Harbor. I've heard mm-hmm. that about 9-11. Yeah. And I don't know what the truth is, but even if they whether they knew or not, um Netanyahu may be uh, a warmonger, an evil person. I don't know. But uh, I know that, you know, America and World War II and America and the so-called war on terror, some of that stuff was definitely misguided. And these generals have turned out to be betas. (laughs) They undermined our greatest president, Trump. Well, check this out to your guest on the show. Well, America's been warned time and time again or whatnot, but... 
America ain't going to smell it until their faces rub right on up into it. You can't tell these liberals, <laughs> and you can't tell a lot of these so-called conservatives nothing or whatnot. Yeah. And then another thing is that uh, we, at what point do we stop giving away all of our assets and all our weapons that we protect ourselves with as Americans, if we keep giving it to everybody else to turn, turn and turn and use against us, let alone we help them build the Iron Dome, and that wasn't good enough. Uh, good enough for them. They still getting attacked. So I mean, what do you want? Hate and uh, RDR to come over there and be bodies over there to actually help fight fight y'all's battles for y'all physically. I mean, what else do y'all? What else do y'all want or whatnot? Uh, on that on that note, for context, the radical bomb, coder. He's in. He's in. You're an Israelite, right? You're a tribe of Judah. Who me? Yeah. You are. You got it correct. So he's a, what they call a black Hebrew Israelite. Yes, yeah, sir. I, and uh, and uh, tell okay. Jesse to uh, quit trying to run from these callers or whatnot. And <laughs> that, uh, it's hard for me to uh, take him, you know. It, I, I think it's him being stubborn or whatnot. If you don't know the difference between red and blue, then what, how would I expect you to know the difference between other things or whatnot. If you don't know the difference between colors and you can't comprehend certain things or whatnot this clear as day written in the Bible, then what, it, what, it, what makes me think that you know the difference between anything else? So he kind of deludes himself. But I'll I be listening to Jesse. I don't got no problem with it. He'd be 90, 85% of the time he'd be on point in what he'd be saying or whatnot. But yeah, I, I'm cool with Jesse. I'm, I, I like you too, Hank. I'm, I'm biased towards you because I agree with mostly everything that you do say, and I'm going to pretty much be on your side all the time. But if I feel like and think that I'm disagreeing with you, I'm not going to be scared to speak up and say where I disagree with you. And shout out to uh, shout out to the people who, the, uh, what they call them, your experts. Nice. The ones, the, the alpha ones or whatnot who were sitting there saying, yeah, this ain't America's battle or whatnot. I was listening to them, and they was making a lot of sense. Uh, Hassan and it's like three other dudes or what? Nah, this is not America's fight. This ain't got nothing to do with us. I appreciate and, uh, it, Art. You know, I got to cut you off here. We're running, we're running low on time. But thank you, man. Go ahead. I'll catch you later. All right. Yep. Take care. Uh, Radical Coder, you have any follow up mm -hmm. to what he was talking about? Um, I think I'm good. Okay, I can leave it there. Yeah. Um, how are you doing? I know I've kept you over it's an okay. hour it's yeah, an hour I, and I'm half. never going to be right this second like it, it's okay I'm, I'm good for a little while okay I want to take a nap after this I didn't get much sleep last night but yeah, uh, he, other than that I'm, I'm chilling Radical Coder is a streamer guys he was streaming um, yesterday check him out Radical Coder yeah. on YouTube a growing streamer I just got monetized like very recently congratulations so kind of a, man that's yeah, awesome I've been I've been doing debates and panels and stuff for a really long time um uh, Hake and I even like it's been probably over a year since we first uh, encountered each other on a on a modern day debate panel. Um, the the one with uh, uh, I think with Fuentes and stuff. Oh um, yeah, that was, a, that was a crazy with Hunter Avalon and him just screaming at each other, and and then eventually I think we were the last two there uh, just chatting. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so it, I've been I've been around for a while, uh, but I I've only recently been. Uh, streaming consistently, and I'm I'm trying to start making some cool stuff happen. So uh, I I talk to a lot of people who disagree with me really strongly. Uh, obviously, um, uh, I I uh, it's funny the caller was saying it probably, he probably agrees with like 90 95 percent of what you guys say. I'm probably the inverse, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, but I I think these uh, these conversations are still necessary. I mean we we all have to. Uh, I, I'd rather I'd rather see these kinds of uh, disputes settled through uh, discourse than uh, something worse. You know, I, I don't I, I think it's it's just we need to be able to talk to each other. So, yeah, um, yeah, I, I, try, I do my best to put the little influence I have in, in terms of that.
And you're the radical coder on Twitter, also known as X. I think so. I don't really use Twitter very much, but okay. uh, I am on there as, as the radical coder, yeah. Okay. Uh, I have a couple, I'm remiss in not getting to the super chats, so I'm going to read a couple of these and then get back to the calls. Evil is still real, says seven years, and these liberal morons, I disavow, still talking this crap, he says. Don't say that word, kids. Trump t- placed a travel ban on all countries on a list of dangerous countries as identified by the Obama administration. Join the chat, tards, he says. <laughs> uh, so that's his defense of Trump and the Muslim ban. I mean, it was a list of countries, as I, as I understand, it was a list of countries that Obama had made, like he made the list. I, right. I don't think Obama had made the list as uh, these are countries we need to stop immigration from. Right. Um, I think there, there, there probably were some concerns uh, about particular like organizations um, in in some of those countries, but I, I don't think that uh, I think the gap between that and we're stopping all movement from these countries, um, uh, especially when that was immediately following uh, like Trump asking, um, uh, uh, what's his face, um, the his lawyer, whatever the um, the New York. Uh, oh my God, I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. But um, he was asking him to like like figure out uh, how can I do a Muslim ban legally, you know? Okay. Um, and obviously his attempt uh, was not because the Supreme Court quickly uh, ruled that it was uh, very much not okay. But um, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, evil is real with another rumble rant. Ooh, brace yourself. This guy is why President Martin Van Buren and General Winfield Scott are my heroes. Suck it up, Buttercup. There is a trail of tears for crybaby femoid men, says evil is real. That sounds like an attack on part of your identity as an American Indian. Oh, uh, I mean, I, I would say that uh, I, I don't I don't uh, like identify very strongly with. I mean, it's just a, it's just a, a matter of fact, like it's, it's probably why I have like I'm like a little bit. Uh, darker than the average white person i but i don't have i'm not like I, i'm not culturally native or anything it doesn't have very much impact on my life uh so i don't really uh um uh, yeah i don't claim to be very attached to that i mean i mean i the, the obviously the comment was just kind of <laughs> being memely antagonistic it's it, you know whatever it's, uh, <laughs> did you pick up on the me. historical references because some yeah, of it went over my tears. head yeah, yeah i mentioned i, mean, I, I knew I, I didn't know i don't know much about the the particular generals and stuff you mentioned but yeah <laughs> But thank you, Evil Israel, for the history lesson. Spoiler alert with a couple of coffees. Most Muslim countries were not on the list that Trump wanted to ban. And that, and that list was developed by the Obama administration, he also points out. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it was seven countries, and most of the Muslim countries were not. Uh, but he did say, he did speak on, we need to ban, stop all Muslim immigration, yeah. even though he didn't actually do it. But he did speak about it until we can figure out what the heck is going on. He did say that, right? And then he asked how he could how he could do it legally. Um, yeah, and, and uh, Giuliani. That's I, I can't. Okay, I was, I was forgetting his name. Uh, but yeah, Giuliani. He. I think he asked Giuliani like, "Oh, how can we do it legally?" And then he he tried to and obviously failed. But uh, yeah. Spoiler alert with a coffee reminder that yesterday was the day of the race, Dia de la Raza. In Mexico and other countries, they want the white man's world without the white man in it, he says. You heard of I, that? The white man's world without the... I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Um, Day of the race, Dia de la Raza. You've heard of La Raza, right? La Raza, yeah. And uh, they have Day of the race, and they... I basic. I think that they want... 
I've heard, you know, that there's this Hispanic comedian, older guy, who said, we're taking back California, um, America, white man. So there's a lot of antagonism from some of the Hispanics towards the, the white non-Hispanics, I guess. Um, yeah, prob- probably. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I, don't, I don't think California is going to not be part of the U.S. anytime soon. So I'm not, I'm not super worried about that happening, to be honest. Fair enough. Uh, Daniel in Texas has been on hold forever, man. I appreciate you hanging through extra time, mm-hmm. Radical Coder. Daniel, yeah, in, Daniel in Texas, you're live with Radical Coder, Ryan. And Hake. Thank you. Thank you for having me, James. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Mr. Radical Coder, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, I'm well. Thank you for, uh, for being on so long so I get to talk to you. Yeah, um, absolutely. What do you got? Real quick, real quick, uh, that, that comment about Winfield Scott and Martin Van Buren. Yeah. Uh, Winfield, Winfield Scott, during his time, was America's greatest soldier, and he was renowned for the Mexican-American War, where the Americans were often outnumbered. And they would tre- they would cross treacherous terrain, and it was a very harrowing uh, war, and it was, uh, it was resolved relatively quickly under his uh, authority as uh, the commander in chief, well, not commander in chief, but as the commander of the armies. And in the Civil War, he was Lincoln's chief advisor for how hmm. to uh, win the war. Hmm. That's who Winf- that's who Winfield Scott is. Anyway, my question for you, you. is. Uh, do you want a strong government or a weak government? Um, I want a government that, as best as possible, serves the interests of its people. Uh, I mean, I, I, I think that the when people say I want a big government, small government, strong government, weak government, uh, I, I mean, I, I want think strong government in like certain areas like i i want you know some laws like i want a strong government when it comes to murder and when it you know when it, like enforcing certain laws and uh, i mean that's just the extreme example but there, obviously there's a lot of uh, a lot of more a lot more nuance there um and i want weaker government in terms of you know who is allowed to get married and uh you know who's allowed to vote uh, and, as long as they're like a citizen of the united states um so stuff like that i i, I mean there's a uh, it depends on the context. So I guess if you want to like more specifically, like uh, around a, a certain uh, value or a certain topic, like whether I would want the government to be stronger or weaker in that area, maybe that would be a uh, a more interesting question that I can. Answer. Do you yeah, want? Do you think? Uh, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to jump in on Daniel's question. Go ahead, Daniel. Yeah, back off. <laughs> <laughs> I waited an hour for. I know. <laughs> uh, well, where do you want it to be strong? Um, I mean, I mean, certainly in terms of like protecting people from crimes, that's that's an important one, uh, right? Um, so, like, uh, if somebody's you know doing something dangerous, uh, they should probably be uh, prevented from doing so. Uh, I, I I think it, we should be strong in terms of. I mean, personally, I think we should be strong in terms of like having uh, robust like social net social support networks for people who um, uh, are are not. Uh, are not able to get by you know people should be able to eat take care of kids i think that's really important uh like the the betterment of our uh uh of the youth of america i think i think is uh, i think it's just a it's, it's just good for everybody when like kids are able to be taken care of effectively um so i think like like uh like welfare and stuff are, are good things generally um i mean there's problems uh around the edges but uh for the most part i think stuff like that is is good uh, i i would like more state involvement um and uh uh, in providing like healthcare for people, um, things like this. Uh, uh, I guess, th- yeah. I don't know if that answers the question really well, but you, you did. Do you do you also want it strong in the military? 
Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I want, I want, I, I, yeah, yeah, I prefer a, a stronger military to a weaker military. Uh, I mean, un, undeniably, but I mean, uh, I don't think. Uh, I think oftentimes we. Uh, I, I think I think like America does like we have the strongest military pretty much. Um, and uh, I, I mean, sometimes we we probably invest in ways that we don't need to. But I I, I mean, in general, I, I don't have a, I don't have a problem with a strong military. You know, I, I think it's a, a, a useful thing to have uh, to maintain uh, an empire like the United States. Do you think we currently have strength in these areas that you just covered in welfare and in the military? Mm. Hmm. Um, I'd say yes for the military for the most part. Um, uh, in a lot of ways, yes, with welfare. Um, uh, again, there's definitely problems at the edges and there's, uh, a lot of people who don't, uh, I mean, I think, uh, like, uh, like child poverty in the United States was like briefly gone, was like eradicated by, uh, by the child tax credit, um, uh, that, uh, that, uh, Biden had and, and it, it's since expired. Uh, so, uh, I, I think that, Stuff like that should be reinstated. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's definitely a lot we can do to support people who are, who are most struggling. Uh, I mean, we have a massive and increasing homelessness problem. Uh, obviously, there's a, a multifaceted solutions to that that need to be uh, over a long period of time, surely. Uh, and I, I mean, it's uh, it's going to cost a lot of money. It's going to cost. A, it's going to require state intervention. But um, I, I mean, I I think it, it, otherwise uh, it just gets worse and worse. And uh, I, I think. A, a good way to really degrade society or to degenerate as, as a, a word uh, that a lot of people might, might uh, use around here um, uh, is going to be to allow just a massive population of people to fall through the cracks. And, and to um, uh, I think that's, that's disastrous uh, for those people and the people around them. Where do you want it to be weak? Uh, generally, in terms of like, like individual rights, um, as much as possible. I mean, I'm also I'm like I I am not like anti Second Amendment or anything. Like I I'm pro guns. You know, I think that we should probably not be blocking people from owning weapons unless there's like a really really good reason to. Generally, when it comes to like uh, like uh, the government intervening in something, I I, I need like I I just like to have like a strong argument for it. You know, I think generally that's like my default is like, why should the state intervene here? Why should, why should this thing happen? And then I can um, like explore that and see whether I like weigh the pros and cons and see whether or not it's justified from my position. But uh, um, that's generally where I start is that like uh, by default, the state should probably be hands off. And then if there's a, a strong case to be made for why they should be hands on, I think that's uh that's where I'd like to see it. You know, that's kind of like the the algorithm, if you will. Uh, for establishing that, and do you, do you think it's currently weak in those areas, or do you think it's strong in that area? Hmm. In restricting um, rights, you know, the gun control and all that. Do you think it's strong or weak in that area? Uh, I, I, wait. So I, I think I think the government is generally hands off for a lot of that stuff. I don't think we have a lot of gun control passing in the United States. Talk about um, federally. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if even even locally are we having uh, a, is is there a, a lot of legislation? I'm, I'm, if so, I'm, I'm I haven't heard much about it. Um, uh, but I'd be curious. Uh, I, I think in general it, we've been pretty hands off about this stuff. I think most Americans are are kind of uh, of the opinion that they they don't want anyone taking their guns away. And I think it that's that's probably a good thing. I don't want police going around to people's doors saying, "Give me your gun." I think it would be a very bloody process. Um, uh, so stuff like that, I think we're we're good about. I think we've we've come a long way in terms of you know uh, like the right to get married and stuff. Uh, I, I mean, Biden recently did the uh, um, 
know, what's the exact uh, phrasing, whatever, the, the marriage act he did, uh, protecting marriage equality. I think stuff like that's really important. Um, I think uh, a lot of the legislation that we've seen uh, from Republicans recently around like um, around like trans people and their access to healthcare and stuff is, is not good. That's probably a, an area where uh, I would want the state to be more hands off. Um, uh, but I think I think a lot of the people who were pushing that legislation lost their elections anyway, because um, uh, people are just not uh, they don't care enough about that issue, um, about like stopping those people from getting health care and stuff to 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 vote for that candidate. You know, uh, it's not a it's not a, a, a swing issue for them for them. So are you OK with the way things are? Because it sounds like everything you've covered, you pretty much said uh, uh, things that have already in place. Um. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm like, like, like personally, I'm I'm okay. You know, like I, I'm 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 able to sit here and enjoy and have this conversation, and and um, I'm not I don't have very many impending threats on my life or anything uh, that I know of, um, and, and so I'm I'm comfy in that regard. Um, I, I'm I, I I so that's why I I guess I, in, one of the big things I would focus on is like uh, people who are in really. Uh, like horrendous uh situations that are uh per that are uh like perpetual situations you know like like when we talk about homelessness and we talk about poverty in general um like all these things i think uh are, are are issues where i'd really like to see um more efforts being made uh uh to support them and, and a more united front uh from like republicans and democrats on a lot of that stuff i think would be uh really productive okay i don't have any more questions I appreciate it, nice. Daniel in Texas. Um, thank you. Thank you, man. Take care. All right, you too. Bye. All right, bye. You know, you you brought up uh, strong government and weak government. Um, before I get back to calls, briefly, him Biden doing that uh, that mar so-called marriage equality thing that is a strong government imposing that on the states and the localities and the normal people to go along with and pretend that this that there is such a thing as so-called marriage equality it's like a it feels like a buzzword to make people feel good about about trying to feel normal and get this so-called marriage that they're doing and make everybody else recognize it when you shouldn't make people recognize that cuz I, I don't think that those law that that legislation like forces you personally to say like I I as as <laughs> as Hake I I th I you know I agree that with this marriage or whatever like I, I think you still have the right to say like I I you know this is a very different thing than what marriage means to me uh -huh. uh, I think you can you can have that um, I think the the this is I guess this is an area where it's a combination of like like a strong government action that allows the government to be hands-off or that in, it, that asserts that the government should be hands-off in this regard. Uh, so it's it's the government um, saying we are strongly holding the position that we will not impose uh, 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 like different uh, uh, benefit, like marriage benefits and stuff or different, uh, like different treatment of these couples uh, than, than like a heterosexual couple. Um, I think, I think that's more the focus. So it, it is, it's kind of a, you can you can argue that it's a strong government thing, but it's actually asserting a weaker government involvement in that area. I think I get what you're saying, but the but it kind of speaks to all these anti discrimination laws, where the federal government and and hate crimes legislation, for example, where the federal government imposes on the states and meddles in local crime issues, for example, 
uh, the feds are doing charges on police when police have some incident with a, especially with that a Black Lives Matter type of incident. And the federal, the feds are charging them with civil rights violations, for example. When the feds have, the feds should stay out of it. And the people who are not in, these shouldn't be national stories. They should be, I get that they're exciting and people like to fight about them, even though they have nothing to do with the story. But that's an, that's an evil uh, human nature thing to try to meddle with uh, stuff that you ra- really don't even know the whole story about. So I um, want local control, not federal control, centralized federal control or state control, really. Yeah, I, I, I kind of understand where you're coming from with that. But I think a, a lot of times when these things do get to a, a federal level, it's, it's because of uh, like... Uh, uh, at least a perceived failure to act on the local level uh, and on things that that uh, are, are are like established to be uh, uh, things that they should act on. I guess like um, so. I, I I can understand how these things would bubble up um, uh, in that regard. Like any kind of, and I think like it's not. It's probably not. They're like indiscriminately. Um, any anytime any uh, any any black person is shoved too hard by the police, that the the feds are getting involved. You know, like I, I don't think that's happening at all. Um, I, I would just I, I I just I, yeah, I don't. I've never seen any evidence of that being the case. Uh, I think that's still uh, something that happens disproportionately to black people, right? Um, uh, but uh, but the yeah, blacks I, I are disproportionately bad. That, the de- that, that there's like federal power. That there's like federal power being uh, used to make sure that people are people are not being. Uh, like don't have their civil rights being trampled on, right? Like uh, I think that's a, that's probably a good thing. Who do you think is more likely to be corrupt and get away with it, the feds or the locals? Um, more likely to be corrupting. I I I, it, I mean, it's certainly harder to vote someone out at a federal level. Um, yeah. Or even if they're a bureaucrat, that's even worse. Or like a in the in the so-called deep state, which I disavow. But you know the the FBI, they lie to us all the time, more much more than the local cops can. <laughs> Um, the more damaging I, effect. I, I mean, there there probably is uh, some Im- like a, a large amount of information, maybe even uh, coming from the FBI. That's uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know if currently there's as much. I mean, historically, there's a lot of reason to distrust a lot of these institutions, right? Yeah. Um, and I think it's I think a healthy skepticism is is good to have. Yeah. Um, but I don't think uh, that necessarily means that like we shouldn't also try to use these things when they can be used for good um, as much <laughs> as possible. You know. Um, All right, but but I mean, it obviously, like uh, it's not like every time that the federal the feds uh, get involved in one of these cases that automatically uh, the cop is guilty of a civil rights violation or or, or just a regular. You know, I I don't think that's the result. Uh, so right. if, if that was happening, uh, then I mean, e- either they're very uh, appropriately selecting the cases, uh, or or maybe there's something going on. But I just I don't think that's uh, what we're seeing. Uh, before getting back to calls, a quick super chat. Uh, spoiler alert says state provided welfare takes away opportunities from the people to help each other. It makes the population meaner. That's, I don't know if it makes them meaner, but it brings out the meanness and the division and the uh, suspicion. Oh, you're just getting welfare. When were they helping one another on a local level? There wouldn't be this resentment of, oh, you're just leeching off the government. You're, you can be either leeching off the locals and shame on the locals, or the locals help you out until you can get back on your feet. Isn't that so I mean, true? There's definitely, 
there's definitely a narrative about like people on welfare being leeches. Um, yeah, and I think and I disavow dehumanizing language. By the way, I, yeah, that I was my that. word. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I uh, but uh, I, I mean, I think that is uh, an unfortunately common uh, like stereotype about people on welfare. I think uh, that's a, like a Reagan era thing that was, uh, as I understand, welfare um, queens, kind of welfare queens. Yeah, uh, which is also uh, somewhat racialized, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but uh, I, I think that like we can we can kind of attack that narrative and be like hey look the, like a lot of these people are are struggling all these people have been in like really bad circumstances obviously i we can also encourage uh community support and i think that it uh is also more like a lot of community support is going to be more common in uh, an impoverished area um just because there, there's more uh, most of the time those are also like more densely populated uh so people tend to uh see each other more and stuff like that uh they're i, I think there's there's just a lot of things to contribute to that. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I would focus more on the the divisive uh, uh, ideas that, that these people are, are, are taking something from you or taking advantage of you in some way um, and, and uh, foster like more empathy and understanding about their struggles and, and try to make sure that uh, we have like a better America for, for them and us, you know. Let's get to William in California. He's been on hold forever and a day. William, are you there? You're live with Radical Coder. Yeah. I'm right there. How you doing, 005? Getting your hand out of my pocket is what you need to do. How you doing today? <laughs> doing fine. Thank you. We have a short right. amount of time. Get right to a it. A short amount of time. I just wanted to cover You had a lot of things. You covered a lot of things, but I've heard a lot of things about what uh, happened to uh, black people uh, not being able to be allowed to read and everything. And, and then I hear there's a lot of things, you know, and the, the welfare needs to be strong and uh, we need labor force here in America. Well, I've noticed that um, right right about now, uh, this generation has been sitting at home more than any ever. Um, there's no labor shortage. They're paying people to stay home since this pandemic. And there's a lot of young people your age who are not uh, trying to work. Mm-hmm. Um you were speaking about welfare and everything. A lot of this stuff that you said, you said you're a Marxist. Uh, is that like I, 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 Just to be clear, I, I, I said I, I said I don't call myself a Marxist. I, I specifically... I oh, called I, him a Marxist. I, and yeah. I was, I, it was a misnomer. Oh, I see. I see. I was saying like by the standards like of communism, you know, the audience right? here. Probably, yeah. He's yeah, yeah, like kind of... He's... I'm definitely like like left, like pretty far left, but I, I don't... I don't... I don't I like... Right. I think a lot uh, of people mean a lot of very different things. Uh, like, I, I don't think like Soviet Russia was like a, yeah. a good... Kind of, you know, a good yeah. setup for a state, so stuff like that. I'm, yeah, I, I don't know. Right. Um, uh, I came in kind of late. It sounds like you sound like you must have went to college. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, for the computer science, kind of tell computer science, okay. but but he did get a little bit of that propaganda. Yeah. I think uh, it, it seems <laughs> to be the case, but I or I didn't I didn't take like any. Uh, I, I honestly like almost all my classes, like after Gen Eds, it was it was all like all STEM. Yeah. Like I was uh, science, was technology, science. engineering, yeah. math. Yeah, nice. But what I mean, but being that's you, you sound like a really intelligent young man. I mean, you're how old? Thirty? You said thirty-one. Yep. Hey, I don't know what. You had to do with anybody being black that was not being able to read or able to be allowed to read. That's true. Not your fight. <laughs> yeah, you don't I, even I, have when I talking about that stuff. Well, I mean, I, I think that um, uh, a lot of black you, people you kinda, would probably agree that it's good. With all due respect, it's not disrespect. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I'm just. 
I understand. Uh, I, I think I'll, I'll, I mean I think that's a, a fair. Th- I mean, first of all, that that specific example, I think we were we were talking about like uh, like mm-hmm. very much like uh, way way far back uh, historical laws, but like and and like the the reasons those were imposed and stuff. But uh, I mean, certainly uh, and the like lynchings right now, um, in this country yeah, was yeah. not even forty three hundred, and close to a thousand were white too. It was not so much a racial thing. That's how they dealt with the law back then. Um, I don't know if you knew yeah, that. Maybe uh, like twenty five percent, roughly, were were white who were lynched, um, exactly. according to the numbers and, from Tuskegee Institute. I don't know right. if they have all I, the numbers. Yeah, I don't know. This was a way that they I could, be, I could be wrong about some, some assumptions, but death by um, hanging, all of that stuff. You know, they didn't have prisons back then, and I think mm-hmm. it's been blown out of proportion that it was a racial thing against blacks when there weren't only blacks hanging uh, from a tree. It was just the way yeah, that they dealt with the uh, justice. And it was a rougher life back well, then. Hang on. Go it, ahead. Said, it was a rougher said, life. Said, uh, yeah, exactly, James. It was a rougher life, a different day and time. But ju- and Coder wants to, Radical Coder wants to jump in with yeah. a counter. I, I guess yeah, go ahead, what, you said the breakdown was that like a thousand of those people were, were white, you said? <clears throat> not even 5,000. Not, no, even th- five, not even yeah, five not thousand. Even thousand. No, 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 not 5,000. And, uh, and yeah, just like 1,200 or so. Yeah, 25% roughly. Probably twenty five percent of the people lynched were white. You're saying roughly, yeah, maybe, right? Maybe twenty. Well, well, that's a. I mean, that's that's still like pretty. I mean, black majority black, much smaller the population, right? right? Majority a lot less black, the population. Yeah. So, it, I mean, that that still sounds like a pretty hyper racialized justice. I'm movie. black, and if it was the majority yeah. black, and it doesn't mean anything to me right now because I wasn't even born then. I don't talk about that. That's not what's going to make me uh, mm-hmm. prosper in life. You get what I'm trying yeah, I mean, to say. You, I, I wouldn't. I, I don't think you should like be forced to talk about it or anything, right? Um, but uh, if, if like when we're trying to uh, discuss, like, uh, I, obviously there are specific problems that are discussed at a national level that are like largely uh, uh, densely in in the black community, right? And like when we're talking about those mm-hmm. things, I think it's it's important to like contextualize them. Uh, that that's really like where I come at those things from. Um, it, it, I, I mean, and, like, where, talk, where, talking where about where history, making sure people understand the history. Anything um, in blacks went through, say, the early 1900s. Why is that a dog? What, why, what, is there a dog in the fight? I mean, come on. I mean, just, you know, just I, I mean, I, I, I mean, again, not, I not, uh, very black. not necessarily. See, see, they're, they're not impacting people's lives today directly. But uh, a lot of the, the well, if we're talking about the, the values and beliefs that uh, right? that were perpetuated okay. up until uh, uh, up until the civil rights era, I think that it's, it's reasonable mm-hmm. to discuss, like, the way well, that those things well, were carried well, out. Yeah. Well, uh, what does that have to do with a 31 year old in 2023? That's what I want to ask. Because you're uh, very so, smart. Yeah, yeah. So, one, one of the reasons that I talk about this college is, smart, I, I, I bet, like you said. I, I, just see, I just see a lot of people having uh, really uh, frustrating conversations about this stuff. Like, I think it's, it's very, uh, right. especially like since uh, the, the critical race theory thing became like a, right, a huge right, deal when Chris right. Rufo went I'm on to get it. I'm just trying to get it, man. I'm a little bit older. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to play the numbers game. I got you. That's like me telling my grandfather, I'm proud of what you did in 1940 to 1950 or to whatever, what time period we raised my dad. I'm proud of you for what you did. I mean, I can't be oh. proud of my grandfather. I'm, I'm younger than him, number one. Number two, I wasn't around. Number three, mm-hmm. why do you brag about something? I don't have to brag about something that he was supposed to do. Like taking out the garbage. I never had my parents bragging about me taking the garbage out. These are things we're supposed to do. Now, if blacks went through this, 
back then is my question is what did it have to do with the average 30 to 40 year old it doesn't today. have anything to do with even blacks today it's just resentment pretty much that's well, what see, I'm that, this to is get... where i disagree yeah. right because this is this is why i brought it because uh, uh, i want to bring it back to like what when, the reason that i brought up mm-hmm. those things that I, mm-hmm. I i agree are not directly impacting people today um but we were talking about the the particular ideals and val- like the values that were and perspectives on uh, mm-hmm. On racial mm-hmm. dynamics that that like were enforced then and were continued to be enforced until the civil well, rights. Did you era. realize then, that slavery then, was then, not a act more than it was a law in a business? Yeah, no, I 100 percent agree. Yeah, absolutely. You know what, um, William? I gotta mm-hmm. cut this short. Uh, appreciate you, All man. Right. Take care. Nice talking to you, man. Yeah, you too. All right. Uh, m- real quick, in the last three minutes, man, could, do you have time, Radical Coder? Yeah, 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 we can do one more. Maze, my favorite caller from the sundown town of Dayton, Ohio. Maze, I am sacrificing Frog Eyes Friday for you. Be, well, that's good. I'm be music to my ears. As an, uh, <laughs> a descendant of Africa and a black woman, which I consider myself, and what you were trying to explain to the healing uninformed that don't know history, don't know anything, there's a 107-year-old lady in Oklahoma that's still waiting for her property to be given back to her. That's why she's still alive. And you saying uh, you're not a part, you're a part of it, because what you see today is still happening then and happening now. When you see redlining and when you see people get killed and the, and, the, and the states won't do anything about it and then the feds take it over, that's why we have laws, but you don't have people to, uh, to, to uh, do anything with it all. They, they, don't, they don't exist. It's just like when you come to the state and the federal, like John Brown, he was a good man. And you have, have, hear people come out, they're Christian. John Brown was fighting against the cause. And, and anti-slavery, anti-slavery guy. Your age, you are now that you don't want to go back like your ancestors, like their ancestors did. Because I can see you as a traveler, and you travel the rural, and you understand. And the ones that's only been on their couch, and that's where they went, they don't understand. And when you say the military, don't people don't shouldn't come in and talk about the military because most of those countries they, they have to serve in their own military, not these over here. Some mm-hmm. of them run with the foot, some run with the baton, and they can't even serve the country, but they want to complain about it. So don't let people like that come in and try to destroy what you're doing. And you have a good one. Thank you, Maze. Appreciate you. Take care. Um, you followed what she said there. Uh, at least the I think the first part I, I agree with I, a lot. I I, I and uh, I wasn't exactly sure about the the messaging on the military stuff. Um, but I I, uh, I mean I I certainly yeah a lot of people are forced uh, into military service um, in a, and don't get to volunteer for it. You know, and uh, that's that's obviously also terrible. True. Um, yeah, I've heard that Ukraine, for example, if they, a lot of them are cons- conscripts, like they're forced to join. Some of them want to, and then they have a change of heart because they see the horrors of war. It's crazy. Radical Coder, uh, thanks for coming on the Hake Report. Um, yeah. Tell the people how to find you, what you're about, and we'll wrap it up. Yeah, uh, so I'm Ryan, Radical Coder. Uh, I do a lot of debates and panels and stuff, uh, but I also talk a lot about uh, computer science and math. These are like my my uh, my real passions. Uh, politics is is uh, maybe a third one, um, but uh, yeah, I talk about all these different things. Uh, I talk with people from all different backgrounds, all different uh, um, uh, political values. Uh, people from the far right, people from the far left. I, I try to. Be a, a, even though I'm, I'm personally like fairly far left, uh, I tend I try to foster a space where we can have conversation like difficult conversations and 
I, I hope to continue to do so. Um, so that's that's why I'm here. That's why I talk about the stuff I talk about. And uh, and if you want to learn to code, uh, you you've uh, you, you got the right guy. I'm uh, I've been teaching programming and math for uh, over a decade now, uh, and I'm a very good teacher. So if you want to learn about that kind of stuff, uh, or you're curious about any other thing I said, or you want to fight me on anything I said, um, yeah, you can find me just typing radical coder into the YouTube bar. I, I should pop up. Right on, man. Well, I appreciate you. Have a great weekend and take care. You as well, Hake. Get some rest. Yeah. Oh, I will. I'm about to take a good nap. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah, this has been the Hake Report. Adios, America. Catch the fallen state and American anchor baby later today. And of course, church with Jesse Lee Peterson. Bye. Don't take the bait. You know they are fake. Just stop and wait. You could see the hate. There's no debate, listen to hate news.